Hello and welcome back to the Jones Chronicles. This is volume nine. This last week was the end of my parenting freedom. Oh shit, here we go again. And while I love my child dearly, they definitely come with their problems. <laughs> Things you had to worry about before, like the refrigerator being stuffed full to brim because they can't stop fucking eating. The reminders over and over again to stop breaking the rules in which I've laid out clearly. The need to be up in my asshole at every opportune moment, especially when you're working. Mom! 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 Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Hi. <laughs> so Tuesday cannot come fast enough for me. <laughs> so she can take her ass back to school and I can do my job during the day. She's got some other interactions. I'm not the star of the show. You can be the entertainer. It's not my, my strong suit. We're going to do categories today and we're going to paint our nails and I'm going to cook some spaghetti if my mom ditches on us like she tends to do because she said she was going to come over and visit but you know whenever something and I explain the same thing about my daughter all the time things happen in people's households and they may have plans on Thursday but those plans might change and she's so used to the idea and I get it because I'm kind of the same way if I no actually I'm not what am I talking about I try to run from plans as if it's hot lava cascading towards me rapidly no god no god please no 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 but the thing is kids are always so damn bored Undertaker, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, eh, yeah, he, he was okay, he was not our favorite, but, um, The Undertaker was one of my favorites, you know, anyone that's dark and stormy and gloomy, I'm like, yeah, but other than that, in the occasional times you were able to sneak and watch MTV, BET was a foreign concept until 106 and Park came down with a countdown. And then all of a sudden, 106 and Park was a thing, but only for its music. <laughs> Not even its uh, interviews or live performance. Nobody cared about that. Give me the countdown. You need my jam on. Other than that, we were pretty much kicked out of the house for me to do chores. This child is barely me to do any said chores because half the time, like, I'll make her take out the trash every once in a while, I'll make her do the, the dishes. But I'm an impatient person, like, I'm very hands on. So I have a tendency to do a lot because I like it my way. 
Like, even when she washes the dishes, I'm like, oh, this is like, look at this little dirt staining here. This is not how you wash dishes. <laughs> and I can't really critique it too hard because you swell. But I am very finicky about how I like my house clean. I'm OCD in that manner. And even if you look at my dresser, like all of the lotions are together, all of the sprays are together. <laughs> the hair stuff is in one category. I'm very particular about my house. So anytime we are, me and my daughter beefing, it's usually to have something to do with, okay, why are you leaving this water bottle on the floor? I can't, it drives me crazy, or she's got food everywhere, and I don't, like I'm putting my foot down, and I eat in certain places, and if you know, leave food, or like leave your chip bag just sitting there, like why can't you just walk to the, to the trash can and throw it away, it's two feet away, it's not hard, Bart, just put a trash can in your room, no, I don't want that actually, <laughs> not even a little bit, because in the summertime we get gnats, not a lot of them, but enough to annoy the living shit out of me. So I get even more hardcore with the spray and wiping things down. I do not like a dirty house whatsoever. She goes, it's not a house. I hate smart ass little fucking children. Because they just, they just... <laughs> I know they're not trying to be, but they just... This new generation Z very much wants to... Well, I think it's everywhere. Me and my mom were talking about this too because she's having some issues with her up-and-coming, soon-to-be teenagers. It's that invincibility, right? You think you know everything. And I'm like, bitch, you've only been here for like a decade and two years. I have some of these conversations to me when life is hard. <laughs> and you reach that level of maturity. Otherwise, but that I think is a, a difference between black parenting and white parenting. See, white parents give their children all the autonomy that they need. Jimmy's talking to mommy in the store. I want that. No, Jimmy. But I said I want that. Jimmy, stop it. Jimmy, I told you, don't make me count to three. One, two, three. We're leaving the store, Jimmy. I can't believe it like this. Jimmy in the car screaming for the rest of the way because she ain't even walked out the damn store. Like, see, Caucasian parents, their children just talk back to them all the time at any given moment. They feel the need to express themselves at all points. And they think that all their points are valid. And Caucasian parents validate all of their points. Whereas black parents are like, you are a thing that came out of my pussy. I brought you into this world, I can take you out. And if, you know, the little one is still running their mouth, they gonna get socked in it. And they gonna be talking about, this is the beauty. So you gonna be like, okay, you wanna go out through the streets? Go right ahead. Black parents are ruthless and cutthroat. <laughs> it's not to say that there is not some benefit, because that's where I think the two, like, they're, they're, we're very far left and right, right? We're going two different extremes versus I do treat my daughter very much in the middle. I have that black side of me and then I have that Caucasian side of me where I do feel that she is a person, you know, who's got feelings and emotions and it's hard to, to navigate that and you do need a little support there 
you know, to try to talk through some of the things and, and give some advice and, and truly help them without being so um, strict in your, your observance of them having an actual opinion or <laughs> desires or whatever. You know, you don't want to go in that direction where you're completely just, I'm in a dictatorship. That's how I felt growing up. There was no, like, you didn't, there's no room for nothing. And anytime that it even became a conflict, it always resulted in violence. But that conflict always needs to result in violence. <laughs> like, my mom was telling me a story about how she had to handle her cousin to have the mic. My sister, my daughter's cousin. And, you know, she's like, I had to slack him in the face. He had a busted lip. I'm like, that's a little, little far. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't hear what he said. Maybe he really got up in her face. I don't think he got up in her face. It's not my mom. <laughs> like, any width of disrespect, she's physically assaulting him. And she does admit, though, it does nothing. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's all for you. <laughs> all it makes is them more defiant. So it's like you gotta find their, their niche and play on that. Like my daughter is affirmation. She does not like to be on the outs of people and she she does desire to be respected and also um, being respectful. That's important to her. And so usually in a lot of things I walk away from. Like I just leave you to it. <laughs> Like, if it's time for punishment, guess what? I'm taking this, and then you can be upset about it all you want to. I'm not going to engage to the point, and then when you're ready to listen, we can talk about it. But in the other moments where I'm like, do I want to just punch you in the, in the throat? Yes, often. And there's nothing wrong with parents feeling that way. I hate when adults try to tell you, oh my god, that's so terrible. There's a lot of things that go on in my fucking brain that I don't do. That's what separates me, as Bill Moore said, from psychopaths. I mean, yeah, I really, especially in traffic, I be wanting to take my car and shove it all the way up another car's ass, get out with a miraculous bat, and beat the shit out of said car, if not the actual person. Like, I have some very violent thoughts that I, I allow myself or my brain to go ahead and exercise <laughs> how the conclusion would would fall out. And that's normal. I think that's totally normal. Maybe it's not, but it is my brain. And, you know, it's healthy for me because it doesn't allow those very deep-seated, dark feelings to, you know, they're expressed in a very non-threatening way because it's just in my, like I said, what happens in your brain, what happens in your brain. Now, if my daughter ever got up in my face, like literally in my face, will I not be able to stop myself from punching her or doing something violent? Probably not. But then again, she escalated that shit and she brought it on herself. <laughs> and see, Caucasian parents are like, no, like that's never an option. Don't let their kids be all up in their face, dogging them out, talking to them every other kind of way because they feel the, the violence part is not okay. Like that's not the reaction you should have. And I'm like, nah, sometimes when it comes to who 
runs the nest, you got to show your ass. You got to put your foot fucking down. And if you don't, you're going to be overrun. And half the time I look on the other side, y'all motherfuckers is overrun. And the thing is, once you instill this in them at a certain age, when they get older, it don't be, it don't even fall out like that. It really don't. <laughs> Unless it's, you know, a tumultuous, abusive type of household that you're living in. Yeah, well, once the kids grow up, then you're asking for some problems to unfold. You're asking for the rebellion. And I, I see it going both ways. It's, I, as I stated, I'm not 100% just physical violence. I mean, I'm not about to waste my fucking arm hurts enough. You think I'm about to really waste all my time spanking my daughter after every damn thing that she does? No. <laughs> At some point, I'm like, I'm gonna make this hurt for you in a way that it's gonna hurt for you. And then you gonna be the one coming around looking crazy back. And that's what she usually does. She comes behind me with her stuff animal in hand. But touching back on the black side of things, you know, I mean, if you want your child to eat some vegetables, you know, just, if they go, can I have corn instead of, no, you're going to eat what I like, but I don't like green beans, I don't care, you're going to stuff them in your mouth, you choking on green beans on something you genuinely just find vile because you're forcing me to eat it, it's not like I'm not eating vegetables or I'm disagreeing to that fact, I'm just wanting a little bit of choice in the vegetables that I'm eating. I don't think that's too much to ask <laughs> You're sitting at the table, it's fucking midnight, you still ain't put it in. Like, that's not just, that's not me being obstinate. That is, this repulses me in a way that is natural. It's okay. But a lot of black people feel generations upon generations back, you know, you've had to do things without the necessity of choice. And had to deal with that and accept it so they're putting that same type of mentality onto their children but it can be a very um unintentionally abusive or psychologically harmful because as i stated previously at the premise children are still people they're developing people they need to be respectful yes they need to adhere to the rules but don't pretend that their cycle of development is no different than the cycle that you went to. And then reiterating the things that you know didn't work in your own childhood might be a good idea instead of just taking up the same mantle. This idea that you don't need to explain anything because nothing is explainable to you until you're an adult and paying bills and paying rent. And like, whoa, that's 18. If you're lucky. <laughs> um, so I do think that while yes, Caucasian parents need to learn how to discipline their children a lot more, black parents need to really start treating their children as individuals and not things that are either burdens or uh, and I know I speak about my burden all the time, but I never speak about my burden like that to my daughter, or I never treat her as if she's a walking burden. To me, that was my mother all day long. Like she, all, all she did was rants about everything she had to do <laughs> for you and about you and how it's stressing out her life. And while it is true, I, I, I feel it. That's not to be put on them the child <laughs> you know they didn't ask to be born into this world yes it is stressful once i mean there's no debating that 
you just don't need to to put it on them too, as if it's somehow their fault. They say that can unintentionally cause some psychological uh, some scarring for the future. Going back to driving, I absolutely hate it. During the pandemic, and even now, really, because the pandemic is still going on, in case some people don't know, okay, COVID is still killing more people than car accidents. Just so you know. Well then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. These anti-vaxxers are really getting on my nerves. Because they're just like, what do you mean? You got a vaccine. And then the ones who did get a vaccine are like, well, I did my part. <laughs> I'm going back to living life as normal. I thought about traveling to, I made up my mind I would not be going in November to hedonism because um, it's t it's going to be peak traveling season because it's going to be over the Thanksgiving holiday and from what I'm reading now I'm not about to be stuck in fucking Jamaica of all places over the fucking COVID I, I, I know I don't even want to take that chance I'm good I'll travel next year. <laughs> I'll have my trips then. Plus, I have a lot of stuff I still need to do before the end of the year. I guess I get my mattress. My daughter wants another bed. So, I guess we'll just focus on those things and my England trip. Because Lord knows, I, I need to just be in a place that truly makes me happy. For two whole weeks. And England is fucking expensive. That's going to cost me like 2000 that's not even including, no, that's just a hotel. No, a hotel I found, like I could probably find one for like around 17. I could probably find it cheaper, I know, but when I travel, I do have a little bit of stuff <laughs> on where I'm staying, where I'm located, so on and so forth. But it's going to be about a $4,000 trip, is what I'm putting, pegging in my mind right now. And then I am going to go to Colorado for my actual birthday just to get go somewhere for this year but not anywhere like it's just gonna be a weekend trip <laughs> so the rest of my year is gonna be relatively uneventful and I'm not mad about that but going back to the driving part it really stresses me out because I didn't have to do it for a really long time I'm still working from home I'm actually permanently working from home so when I do have to, like going around to the store, that's fine. But when I have to travel those five hours going to Columbus and then back to pick up my daughter, because if you didn't know, her dad stays in Indiana where I used to stay and then I moved back to Ohio. And now I have physical custody, but he gets to see her, you know, usually on for all of the summer and then the, uh, when she has breaks from school. That he's gonna put a uh, you know, he's been trying to come every other thing started when we started this three years ago. He tried to come every three weeks, but I used to like, look, I will accommodate, but that is excessive. <laughs> you need to go ahead and put it around sometimes that you know, and because she's no longer working from going to school from a home, it's gonna be more beneficial for him to just stick to you know her breaks <laughs> and her her weeks out but we 
shall see. He said you're going to get a calendar together. I'm like, boy, that calendar better look like something I, can, I will give. Because if it ain't, I won't. I'm not driving in no winter. I'm not accommodating shit this year. Because technically, though, the law, he says I have to give him to her in the summer and on the breaks. <laughs> and then in the holidays, we rotate those. Anything about that is extra. And as I stated, I don't mind doing it, but I'm not going to do it at the, the sake or the cost of driving in any crazy Ohio weather, because I'm already, I hate people, I just do, I cannot stand, <laughs> I don't know what it is about people in trucks, I don't know what kind of psychological inferiority complex they have, but it is not imagined, and it always shows on the road, especially these F-350s, they're just what is wrong with you? Why do you feel the need to run my ass up? Because you really think I should get out of your way versus you going the fuck around because not only am I going 10 miles over the speed limit, there is absolutely no one next to me to stop you from getting right in front of me and going on your way. No, you'd rather be up my bumper for six miles because you're trying to make a point. Or I have these really, really fucked up people. I don't know. Just like I said, sometimes I'm in my car and I don't know what's going on. Like I know, like situated wise, where cars are, but I don't know mentally. Like this one guy just got up in back of me for the longest of time. I got out of the way, right, and let him pass because. In this moment, I, I just didn't even care. Plus, I needed to get off on another exit. But then I got, ran into traffic. I got back in uh, in the back of him. And then he just all of a sudden slowed down. And thought it was fun and funny. And he's cursing. And I'm like, what is wrong? With, like, where did you escalate the situation in your mind? And how? <laughs> so, I do think that people driving just have some mental disorders. that they, And that's why the fucking claims that I have insurance business is so high and then you get on the phone with these dumbass people too and they want to try to tell you how they wrong and right and i'm like yeah but you're also you're stop driving with your emotions if you're driving with your emotions that's your first fucking issue <laughs> it's a road just do the things that you, if people are too slow for you or whatever they can do what you need to do why the fuck did you even engage another car in your nonsense and see, it's those moments where I turn, where I have to turn Shira off. And I haven't talked too much about Shira. Now, Shira is another side of my persona in which I'm kind of terrified if I'm being real. Because she don't give a fuck. I'm going to kill you. Not today. Not tomorrow. But I'm going to kill you. Shira come out, all I'm seeing is red. And when I say red, I mean... time and there was this car in front of me he's blocking the entire 
road because he wants to have a conversation with this person. He won't park. No, he just goes sit in the middle of the street. And I'm sitting there and I'm patiently waiting. I'm like, oh, it's a quick conversation. But this five minutes go by, this dude does not move. I park my car, he flicks me off. Do you know? Shira came all the, like, it was just like a snap. It was a snap. So I had this bag of uh, trash in my car. I was waiting for him when I go get some gas to put it in the trash can. And there was also a very um, half full cup for McDonald's of liquid in it. I don't know what kind of liquid. But I decided to scooch my, I purposely scooched myself past the car, forcing him to move over or he would get hit. <laughs> and then stopped, tossed said bag at the person, watched it the whole entire thing. All I saw was wetness explode and then drove the fuck off. Later, bitch, get fucked! Now, that was not mature or... <laughs> Right? I mean, what if that guy chased me down and then shot at my car? See, my rational side would stop and be like, no, do not get engaged in certain things because people are crazy, right? They just don't know I might be one of those crazy ass people. Just like another case in point where I was going into a bank and I parked next to this person and wasn't, I did nothing wrong. I'm just sitting there, I parked my car lady had her thing. I don't even remember all of the details. I just know all of a sudden she called me like you fucking bitch and I turned it just happened to be that day. Whatever else was going on I don't know but then Shira just came on out. Shira was like get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> you ain't talking that from the car in your van. I was so I was telling that lady she don't get off get out of her car. She's still running her mouth like I got in front of the bank. She wouldn't even come in the bank because I told her if she comes anywhere near me, I'm beating her ass. Like it's on. The minute you step out of that car, I'm kicking your ass. Like I'm insulting you. Come on. Come on with it. She didn't get out of the fucking car. She ended up waiting until I left. <laughs> Cause I, at that point I don't care if we're going to jail. I don't care if you end up in the hospital. I've had fights, uh, like when I'm defending my sister, like that fight I had when she was beating up the, or when we were playing basketball and the little dude pushed her down on the court because she was beating him, and then I just jumped on top of him, and I just started beating it. It don't matter if you're hitting me or hurting me, it's not, like I don't feel pain in that moment. Because Shira is also what my mom dubbed that other side of my personality that would be getting in fights with my dad. And my dad's a, you know, he's a stocky kind of guy. It's not like it's easy to take him down in a fight, even though I call him a leprechaun. He really is. Um, <laughs> you know, his younger self, like right now, yeah, now I can take him down with a blow. But his, his younger self, when I was a teenager, he was a worthy com uh, opponent. So when you jumped in, it's not like you just sat there and let, I'm sure he'd give me his all and punch me in the face, but it wasn't like he wasn't trying not to hurt me. It didn't matter my sense of self-righteousness or whatever you want to call it in that moment. It just takes over. It's instinct. And it's a lucky thing, too, because if I did not step in on some of those occasions, I, some of my family members probably would have been my younger siblings or my cousins at that time when they moved in with us. Might have been hurt. One time, he picked up a chair because my cousin was doing homework and he had just said something back to him. And it wasn't even, like, it was so over-the-top reactionary to what he actually said. 
Because <laughs> he picked up a chair and planned on, I mean, I'm not talking about a little bitty chair. I'm talking about a heavy duty chair. And he was about to slam it down on his head until I looked over like, what the fuck are you doing? So I picked up a broom and I just swung it at him. And then we got into it because he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> Once it was on, it was on, it was on. And then I would just leave and walk sometimes for hours. It must have been stressful for my mom because half the time during these incidents, she would be at work and then she'd come home and her daughter's missing. The police are called. I would just walk for a really long time for hours all over the damn place. Not great for a teenage kid, but at the same time, if I hadn't walked away in some of those situations, I do kind of fear how worse they would get because Shira wasn't done nor so was she satiated she wanted blood she wanted someone to be in the fucking hospital <laughs> so I have learned to to keep Shira on a leash that's mean that she doesn't show her ass sometimes she, she comes out in small ways not in huge ways like I used to but don't test it now, me and my sister also never got into a fight except one time. And I remember after this fight, my sister, years later, years later, and my sister is not, uh, you know, she's a, uh, she's a pretty out there type of person, right? Uh, and I am talking about my second eldest, or the second eldest, I should say. Um, but one time she was, she was really drunk when we were adults, beyond adults at this point in my mom's house since a few times I can tell you all the stories of shit because <laughs> I'm not I'm a lover more than I am a fighter I'm usually a pacifist but Shira once again is a, just a certain side of my persona that I think really evolved because for so long so very long um, the person Christina was very much um talked about, taken advantage of, <laughs> kind of humiliated on certain occasions. It's not that I didn't have my own self-worth, but it did create a, a just like a tolerance I have is very long until it's not. And then once that tolerance is gone, it's just more like everything that was me is no longer there. And all I see is um, a need to defend but it come out very explosive and the thing it is it typically came out on others behalf versus my own but there definitely was like while we're here <laughs> so another case was with my sister she got drunk she's talking a lot of shit to my my dad and my mom and my dad was trying to beat her in this case trying to attack her because he doesn't grow out of his own habits he thinks everything should be you know handled with violence i've still got that same thought and so they, they, i stopped him from hurting her but then she was so drunk she didn't know who was attacking her so she attacked me and that was a mistake because quite frankly i was tired of her shit too and so she got her ass whooped in a way that wasn't excessive in the way my dad was about to whip her ass like with a, like she's drunk but in a way of 
she had her face in that carpet and I had my knee on her fucking throat. Like, I think that you need to stop. This, this is not okay. What am I talking about? I just actually remember that incident with my neighbors. <laughs> Where we almost got in a fight. Last year or was it the year before? Because we were battling for a really long time. Like, it is at a, um, and I think after that one incident, she might have just, uh, stepped off too. My mom was in the car. She started talking to me at a red light. Like, I had no idea what the hell she was talking about, why she was talking about. Because I reported her. So then at the red light, I'm turning onto my street. And she's at the at the stoplight. And she decides to roll down her window and start giving all these expletives at me. I was just, I drove on by, right? I'm letting it go. Like, I'm not about to engage with you. But then she decided it was a good idea to chase me down. And then find me and start talking shit. It, my, I flew out of that car so quick. My mom was just looking appalled. <laughs> like this is about to go down in the middle of the street. Because I told her the same thing. I told her, I, I don't like people who like to just talk. Like no, you better get, if, if there is no talking. Like if you say something, it's time to go. And so I was dragging her for filth in the middle of the street. I was wanting her to get out of the car because I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. It's time to fight. I don't like, I've had moments where I have had to stop myself from wanting to go upstairs and break down her door and start swinging. But I never escalated into that way, in which other people probably would have done a lot sooner. And I even went wrong for it. It wasn't only until she came after me <laughs> that I was like, okay, gloves are off. She didn't want none. She didn't want none of this. Probably because I look like that girl and I'm going to get you sucker when she turned around and said, <laughs> Now, this is not to be mistaken with anger issues because that was what I was told a lot when I was younger. You have anger issues. No, I don't. Not, and if I am angry, it's at things that are worthy to be angry at. I wasn't angry because life was life. I was angry when things occurred that were not okay. It just was not uh, justified, warranted, and should not be accepted. And that's where I really, like, I have that, that strong moral fiber sense to not stand by why truly horrible things happen and discovering that I realized I'm not weak you know uh, that's something a lot of people would assume I was because you make fun of me or do this and I didn't have retaliation in that manner because those things while were hurtful were never gonna ever define me Remember that sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> As I got older, clearly that no longer applied. But when I was a child, <laughs> I was more intolerant of that than the constant abuse cycle. And now that I'm an adult, it's like I'm not taking any abuse from anywhere. Even my ex, one day, he never knew. And to this day, maybe someone finally told him why I was just boiling hot water for no fucking reason. How would you like to die today, motherfucker? No. That's actually when I realized I needed to get out of the relationship because it was not so much about what he was doing at that point. It was about what I was going to do. 
Luckily, the rational side of me was a little bit stronger. <laughs> and I really did think about my daughter first. But if Shira had her way... You gonna learn today. I don't actually think I was just gonna ramble on for so long. So, uh, before we do go, I did want to throw some comments out there. Because I haven't talked too much about my siblings and our relationship. I knew we were gonna talk about that at some point. talk about Mimi's brother because I looked at his Facebook or Instagram page and I have a few lingering thoughts. One, Keith Sweat wants his mustache back. Um, some people may find you attractive. I say some because clearly women have fucked you. Uh, those women taking you in, you know, because they assume that you're this foe Michael B. Jordan says more about how they don't feel about themselves than any actual positive feelings about you. Question, if your purpose is greater than your past, then why do you keep backsliding into Scrubville? Uh, do all those fake tattoos make you feel closer to Chris Brown? Is it me? that why y'all both have stashes that indicate that you're a piece of shit? Jay Holiday says stop sending him his mixtapes. He's not interested. If you want to send any feedback for our next episode of the Jones Chronicles, blackercoffeegmail.com or if you leave a comment below on this podcast, we're going to talk about next week. I don't know. I haven't planned it out. <laughs> but if you have thoughts, ideas, definitely send them my way. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blacker magic.